The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, February 2nd, 2019. February is the second month of the year. And today is the second day of February. One of the words I learned in Spanish was dos, meaning two in Spanish, and hombre, meaning guys. Owning a cigar store called Two Guys, this became the house brand 29 years ago today, in 1990. Happy Dos Hombre Day, everybody, to you. Happy Dos Hombre Day to you, Dave. There we go. We're smoking Dos Hombre and an LFD that's just for the big game tomorrow. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right. So we're going to smoke uh, Dos Hombres to start the day off because... Uh, You're not messing around, it's though. It's 2-2. Broke out the big guns. The big guns. This is the high-end one. Barry, tell us about this particular Dos Hombre. Well, today's first cigar is the Dos Hombres Cabinet Honduran, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for United Cigar. We're going to light up the 6x50 Toro, which features wrapper, binder, and filler from Honduras. It is part of the Cigar Party, Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $5.49, while a box of 20 is just $93.49, which is a savings of just over $16, or 14% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And uh, before Alex corrects us in an email, it's Dos Hombre. I, I was just going to say, Uno number two. Dos. Yeah, it's not Dos, dos, dos Hombre. Uno Dos. Yeah, dos. It's dos a computer hombre. geek in me, Dos, you know. I, I wasn't necessarily just correcting you because you and I both say Dos Hombre because he says Dos yes. Hombre. I'm just stemming off the emails. But it's Dos Hombre. Dos Hombre. Dos. Tomato, tomato. Well, we'll I don't in, think that's the case. We'll get into that, but good price, right? Good price for a cigar, $93 a box of 20. Um, we're going to get to next week really low low price cigars, really good values. But this is one of the good values for sure. Let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So this is the one in the box, and a different band. doesn't have the Two Guys logo on it like 
the bundle brand. This is a national brand that has a different logo on it. It's two other guys. If you were eating... Illustrated versus a cartoon. Yeah. If you were eating golden raisins in a barn, mm. that's what's happening on the cold draw. A little sweet golden raisin. Also a subtle cherry sweetness. Very subtle. A little late for that, Barry. I already got the harp. Just letting you know but what good, you missed. Good for you. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. This is a triple jet flame lighter, all in line, single action, meaning you press the button down, the lid pops open, and ignites all three jets. You've got the patent Vertigo big-ass tank, a flip-out bullet punch, and an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo Gauntlet. All right, watch how this cigar performs, because it will perform well for that kind of price. One of the first things I taste when I smoke the cigar is a little bit of cinnamon, little cinnamon spice. But you tell me each time I say this, because you must not get it, Mr. Jonathan, it's because of the red in the band that I taste the cinnamon. Which is why Barry was tasting cherry earlier. Yeah, because of the red? Color red. Well, we're going to get to it in the next half hour of how much presentation... Yeah, I don't want to talk about to it. Do it. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to talk no, about it, we're Jerry. We're skipping over that section We're going to talk altogether. about it. Uh, one thing I will say is it appears that this is a shade wrapper, but the, on the darker side of the, the spectrum. It Color is. sorted on the darker side versus lighter side. So I get more sweetness out of the smoke than a typical Connecticut shade, which would be more dry. Yeah. It is Honduran shade. Grown in Honduras, Rapafilabine, ah. so it's not from Connecticut. It is shade tobacco, but it's grown in Honduras. This is a all-Honduran blend, I think you said, Barry? Yes, sir. <laughs> all the way through. So uh, that's the deal with that. So I'm going to tell you the story of Dos Hombre, as I recall, and I took some notes here to try to get my memory you going back. interviewed yourself? Uh, as I did, because it goes back a long time. 1989, uh, a woman named Diana Rivera. Uh, who worked at the bank next door to us at the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Everett. It's called the Everett Cooperative Bank. Uh, she came into the shop. She would come in every single day, lunchtime, buy cigarettes, because we sold cigarettes back in 89, coffee, and chat with us every single day that she worked. That's what she'd do. And just about every day, uh, she's originally from Puerto Rico, so she's the bilingual girl. And in 1989, that was a big deal. Oh, this girl speaks two languages next door. There's a lot of that now, but um, not in Everett in 1989. So she was the bilingual girl that was over there. And um, she would walk in the store all the time and say, Dos Hombre. And uh, I never knew what it meant. And I, I thought it was some sort of greeting that she would say. And she'd do it all the time until one day um, she hung around for a long period of time and no, nobody was around. It was a rainy, cold day. And um, I said, every time you come in, you say that thing. And she says, what do you mean? And I said, well, you say whatever you say. And what does that mean? And she says, dos hombre? And I said, yeah. She said, do you know how to count to 10 in Spanish? And I said, no. I don't know how to count to 10 in English. Right. So. <laughs> Billy, do she, you know, she says, uh, uno, dos, tre. And uh, I said, okay. So, dos is, dos, dos is two. And hombre is a guy. So, it's two guys. And I said, oh, that's what you say. 
And she said, you know, that's a great name for a cigar. And I said, it is a great name for a cigar. And she said, you should do that. And I said, I'm going to do it, but you're not going to get any money for it. I'm going to do this thing, but you agree that you didn't come up with this or whatever. And she says, do it. Go ahead. And I say this because I'm still friends with Diana Rivera. Oh, nice. And she's friends with my mother, and she comes over the house. And um, I began at that point, this is 1989, and saying, all right, how do I make a cigar brand? How do I do this? What's the first step? And what do you do? It's 1989. Um, Try growing tobacco in the backyard. Yeah. What's what's a step to do it? So uh, about a year into it, um, calling manufacturers and saying, how do, you know, what do I do here? Is there such a thing as, um, you know, do I have to make millions of cigars? Do I have to own the plantation? What happens? And the cigar boom had just begun. It was 1990. Now, nobody knows that the cigar boom had just begun. Nobody knows there was a cigar boom. Um, and I said, um, I want to make a cigar, and you're going to have to make this many, and blah, 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 blah. Um, and... Um, I, at that point, that's how I know that it had happened because manufacturers who were very open to it, you go back to them a month later and say, how, how were you with those samples? What's, what's happening with that? And they said, you know, we're very busy right now. And they didn't know that they were very busy right now. You know, what, what's going on here? Yeah. They, they weren't getting it to me because if you went back uh, a year or two before that, they were begging for business. And then all of a sudden, something was changing. So what the heck is going on? And this was the beginning of the cigar boom. So now it's 1990, and unknown, as I say to most manufacturers, the cigar boom had just begun um, from a falling industry. The industry was actually dropping every year for almost 30 years in a row. And this was the turning point at that, at that moment. And um, all of a sudden, cigars were almost fashionable at that point you'd see uh, movies and tv and everybody smoking a cigar and cigar events and cigar um dinners and things were beginning and uh you know it was all talk of what, what the heck is going on here and be- being in there even the cigar people selling me cigars were like i had a really good month this month you know they were talking about yeah. th- things that turning around um the the, the idea um at the of two guys smoke shop the shop itself was uh we were in boston we had three stores in the boston area and we were the average guy store uh even our logos were cartoon characters um really a cross between miami vice and the flintstones if you look at our logo that's actually where it comes from it's a cross between uh both of those and in in the uh picture of it it's you know we don't have ties on and um uh, top hats and canes and this was all the other people's logos and stuff is dressed up and things like that Oz was dressed down and we would just the average working guys type of story and yet i get such a hard time or maybe that's why i get such a hard time when i get dressed up for an event because that's not how an average guy dresses we'll get to that we'll get to that um yeah, the, the, I would even hear from people who would come in our store that the other stores were a little bit snobbish. They, yeah, a little you, snooty. Yeah, you, they, if you didn't know what you were talking about, they were like, look down to you type of thing. And we didn't know what we were talking about, so we didn't look down to you. We were learning as we were going along, uh, as it was. And this was in Everett, which is where I grew up and I went to school with. So even the people that came in knew I, I couldn't even fake it. They knew I was just a regular guy, right? So... Uh, Making a cigar line uh, called Two Guys 
or dos hombre in this case, and we thought the Spanish word would make us seem more legit, right? Using the Spanish That's a good of it. One. Um, but it would have to be the best value possible because we were both value and the regular average guy. Um, so, again, uh, dose being two, I wanted a $2 cigar. And it shouldn't have been difficult in those days because there wasn't a lot of cigars. And, and next week's show, when we talk about values, we're going to actually go back in time and talk about what cigars cost um, in 1994 next week. And you'll see there was a lot of cigars in the $2 range. So it shouldn't be a very hard thing to do. But as I would sell those cigars, I thought, okay, this is our business card. So this cigar has to be good for what the money is because our logo is going to be on it. We'll treat it as a business card. Um, and then the quest began. So I started dealing with a man named Sherwin Seltzer, and uh, he might actually be listening. Uh, hi, Sherwin, if you're listening, because uh, I see uh, you follow me a little bit on Facebook and stuff. He ran a company called Villazon. He's retired uh, many years now. And uh, Villazon, who later got purchased by um, General Cigar, but he was there from the early days at Villazon, uh, they had a brand called Punch and Hoya de Monterey. And lots of other brands, uh, including a bundle brand called Hoya Dioro 101. Do you remember Hoya Dioro at all? No, I do not. It was a silver. It was wrapped in silver foil. I remember a cigar that was yeah. wrapped in silver. I just don't recall the name. It was a Mexican bundle. And at that time, again, we're looking at 1990, our biggest selling cigar was Tiamo. was Ooh, a Mexican yeah. Puro. That's a party right there. People would in come. In your mouth. Yeah. People would come in the store and say, I want a good cigar today. Give me a Tiamo, which I think back, oh, my God, you know, but kind of rough for, yeah. for, for what it was. Um, rough compared to what we're dealing with now, or was it rough back then? It was rough. It's still, it's still rough today. I, yeah, mean, every I always once remember in a while, it being the way it is. It's very earthy. It's, mm. Yeah, it has a very distinct. Yeah, well, I mean, we beat up on it all the time for its earthy components, mm. and that's the example when we're talking about Mexican tobacco. But in its day, in 1990, was that a good cigar compared to the other cigars in the shop? I didn't start no. smoking until 96, so. I didn't like it, but boy, it sold. It outsold everything. But no kidding. It had to do with branding because a lot of the, those stores had Which, the big sign Tiamo. that said Tiamo. Tiamo yeah. Plain Optimo. packaging, though. I mean, not a lot of color to it, brown yeah. box. You know, everything was brown. It was a sea of brown for sure. You know what Tiamo means? The bull? No. Love? I love you. Oh, I love you. There we go. <laughs> but it means I love you. Now don't you two see that you're in love with each other? We see it. Um, so this Mexican bundle, I wanted a bundle, and, and I said, it's the biggest selling thing. And I said, well, will Tiamo make me a bundle of cigars? And he said, Coy de Oro. Try Hoya de Oro. So I tried it, and I said, okay, it'll probably sell. Uh, not crazy about what it tastes like and stuff. He says, but, you know, we'll, we'll tweak that a bit, make it less offensive to me, you know, calm it down or whatever. And um, so I agreed, and they said, okay, we're going to do it. And I said, all right, here's what the band's supposed to look like. Here's what the uh, bundle sticker and all this. He says, oh, no, no band. No bundle sticker. We're sending them to you blank. You call them anything you want to call them. So I made little bundle stickers. One color on yellow, a yellow square bundle. With I've a seen pictures. Black and white. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> and that was, the bundles would come in and we would just stick the uh, 
Dos Ombre sticker onto it, and that was it. And back then, there was no issue with repackaging. No. None of that stuff. No. Long before all the regulations. And um, it came in natural in Maduro, and we had a, a bunch of sizes for it, and that's how it started. All Mexican, made by Tiamo. Um, no band, no sticker. Uh, we took care of that on our end, and um, I was happy with the price and the quality, and everything was where I wanted it to be. Uh, just add the label, and it becomes our brand, and it actually sold. It sold well because it was priced under Tiamo, and it was priced under a like type of cigars. So next, uh, that's off and rolling, and I really wanted to use a band on it. I really wanted it to... You wanted a real cigar. Yeah. Um, and, and not somebody else's because I'm saying, if you're making this bundle for me, you may be making this bundle for somebody else. Nope. It's it's a milder blend of what it is that we make as Hoya de Oro. And I said, no, I want to get my own thing and no way. Again, something's going on. The boom, right. is, the right. boom has begun. They don't know it yet. Uh, next, I contacted Carib Imports and a man named Sal Fontana. And he, Carib Imports is now Aladino, right? It, it was uh, later Camacho, and now it's the people at Aladino. And Sal Fontana was the guy heading that up. And uh, he said, we'll do it for you. He didn't see. Was see, he heading up private the private label portion he, of it, everything. or he was everything? Yeah. And, and that's how it was, because business was so bad for most of the people. There was one guy handling everything. everything. You know, that have their area rep, and other than that, there was their uh, national sales guy who also wore many, many uh, different hats. Sorry to interrupt, but before I ash, I want to show this on camera here. We've got a very, very tight combustion line. The cigar is holding an ash for a cigar that's in the $5 range. It really is unbelievable. I'm saying that as a guy who buys boxes of them. There we go. Um, So... Sal said, we'll do it for you. Um, We'll go through the whole process and sample blends and have the bands made. And here's the place that makes the bands and have the stickers made. Here's the place that makes it, which we're still still today. We're doing business all these years with the same people, which is the Action Label down in Florida. And we went from there. And uh, he says, how many sizes do you want? And how many sizes can I have? And if you look at uh, Dos Ombre today, you see so many sizes and so odd sizes that there's things like a Lonsdale. Lonsdale was happening in those days. We're talking a six really? by six by forty four is a big selling cigar. Now people look at it as it, it, it is. Well, a they still they still dudes. Those guys don't buy uh, singles of them. They buy them by the bundle. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like that size too. Ed, yeah, you're, you're great size. Good. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay, I got a Mexican. I got a Honduran. Um, Nicaragua had been a problem because there was an embargo, like there is for Cuba, there was a an embargo against Nicaragua. And I could not get a Nicaraguan company, which Nicara- a Nicaraguan company, it was Hoya de Nicaragua. It's either Hoya de Nicaragua or it's nobody because there was nobody uh, going to Cuba, at the, going to uh, Nicaragua at that time. And I couldn't get them to, to do it. Um, but I did go to Dominican Republic and then started uh, a version that was over there. And um, lots more shapes were added. Um, Did you color code the bands at that point? Yes. Uh, Besides the Mexican that had no band, later on I was able to get a black band on the Mexican, and then the Dominican was a white band, Nicaraguan was a green band, and Honduran was the red band. So I I would keep going. Uh, We actually even had an Ecuador 
a cigar made in Ecuador, and I don't remember Orange Band or whatever that was. Um, that this is even when um, the Fat Boy size came out, which was a today it's Nub. That uh, that's where that started out, um, and it took about ten years to be able to get. Um, the Nicaraguan to be able to get made there. Uh, but we, we ended up doing that too. Um, today, uh, just in our bundle brand alone of Dos Ombre, just building this year after year, and it's 29 years today. Uh, and I say today because I, I think even then I said, okay, February 2nd, it's Dos Ombre. Let me, right. let me do that. You, you know me now at this point, right? Ridiculous. Um, we sell about 30000 um Today, we'll sell about $30,000 worth of Dos Ombre today. Correct. That's that's what's going to end up happening today alone. So it's a big. It, it's it's almost a national brand by itself. Just sold in three stores and online. I mean, it's a big, big seller. And um, just a couple of years ago, we said, okay, let's take the cabinet. And there was a cabinet years ago. We had to bring it back in time for FDA and all that stuff. Let's take the cabinet. Let's take it away from two guys and let's put two different guys on it, and let's go national with this. So that's what we ended up doing. And the idea, again, it was $2 back in 1990 when it came out. Uh, this one now, today in today's day, it's a $5 cigar. So uh, every cigar in the $5 range. But we did something really different with the cigar. We made it so that it's the same price no matter what state you're in. So back in the day, you remember boxes of cigars, you open a box of cigars and it said five cents on the, on the cigar or 10 cents or whatever it was. It was actually printed right on the box. And the reason why they were able to do that back in the day is because there were no taxes and everybody, the manufacturer actually set the price so that people didn't overcharge or undercharge. This is what it was and you decide to sell it if you wanted to sell it or not, but the price was built in so that nobody was up charging you and nobody was actually deep discounting the brand and hurting the brand that was the price actually printed on the box so i said how can i do that and uh we figured out a way where the um retailer within the state that they're in gets more cigars with their order than somebody in a lesser state so to cover it, the taxes. To cover the taxes. So the, the cigar brand is, itself covers the taxes. So this particular, we're smoking the Toro here. This is 549 $5.49. $5.49. $5.49. It says it right on the box. It's $5.49 and $94 a box. It says it printed right on there. They can't overcharge you. This is what the price is. It's already been pre-priced. So that was the idea behind the question? No. Okay. No, it's brilliant. Um so Dos Ombre Cabinet is now available to all retailers at the same price distributed through United Cigar Group. So Oliver Nouveau at the United Cigar Group is the one uh, handling this. He's he also just- happens to be freezing his balls off right now. Yes, he is. In Chicago. Yeah. And the guy on the right looking at the band. Looks like. Looks like Oliver. Yeah. See, has- I think it looks like me if I had hair and could grow a beard. Yeah. Doesn't look like me at all, actually. Yeah, you know who it looks a little like? like it looks like Oliver, but it looks a little like Dave Savona. That too. Oh. Does it look a little like him from Scar yeah. Aficionado? Very interesting. And I don't know who the guy on the left, but I, I had nothing. That could be Ed Sullivan. No. In Pro- his 40s. Profile, I think the two of them look a little bit alike. Hey, there's our friends there. Where are they from? Uh, you got Dave. Dave from the, uh, you're not wearing your blue and black shirt today. From the Cigar Hacks podcast. The Cigar Hacks, and then you got the guys from the Retro Hail. Retro Hail. Nice. All the way up. For our beautiful weather up here, 
Welcome aboard. They're from Colorado, and they said it's a hell of a lot colder here than it is there. And they're way up. They're a mile high, right? <laughs> they're a mile high. A mile high. In, if you are not the... from Denver, you cannot drink in Denver. Yeah. Two martinis, I was falling down drunk. There we go. You, you really should consider getting help for this, Barry. You don't have to drink everywhere you go. It's you don't habit. have to drink to enjoy a party. It's, it's, it's a, a habit. habit. It's a habit. Kind we call that an addiction. I kind of wish I had a drink it's right a now. It's a habit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not addicted. It's just a habit. It's the same thing. It doesn't make me a bad guy. No, it doesn't. There's a lot of other things no. that make me a bad guy, but not that. No. Um, Zip your fly up. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, you know, as I say, 1990, the manufacturers were happy to get the order because they had 30 years of declining sales, but all of a sudden something happened, and... I made agreements with all these people that this is the price and this is what it was. And after a short time, it was, you know, they were selling more expensive cigars and it was hard to get cigars. And, you know, I'm like, where's my cigars? And they said, we're trying, we can't keep up. And I'm like, oh, my God, uh, I'm going to have to find somebody else. And uh, over the years, I had to start finding other people that would do it. But the problem ended up being the price. Right. So it, it was all these years of, I got to have the cigar in the $2 range because it's Dos Ombre. It has to be $2. How about $3? I can't do it. It's got to be 2 And I fought that thing up until this year. I think we just broke the $3 barrier on the on the bundle cigar. Right. Very, very hard to do. It's uh, Well, with user fees going up again, so it's impossible. How does it end up happening? It becomes, and we talk about relationship business that the cigar industry is, manufacturers were actually selling me cigars and saying, we don't make any money on it. We make no money on selling you that cigar. It's impossible. But we do it because you buy so many of our regular cigars. So they would actually take the hit on that to end up doing that. So that, that lasted for a while as, and things added creeping up. Also, a manufacturer said to me, you know, we were using, um, you know, some wrappers with holes in it and things like that. And, you know, the cigar boom happens, and there was no tobacco left. And at that point, we were getting just as good of a cigar as a $10 cigar as a $2 cigar because they ran out of bad stuff. Right. You know, there was no stu- nothing to say this would be the stuff. So, again, starts trickling, and let me, let me switch that off. Then you end up having merges that happen. So you get Camacho or Carib at that point becomes Camacho. Then they get bought out by Davidoff, and then Davidoff is like, what are you, out of your mind? I mean, it took them a couple of years to end up seeing what we were paying for it. And they right. like, what the hell? You know, we can't do this for this price. So in the meantime, we kept adding sizes. Right now, 12 sizes. Jeez Louise, I didn't even realize it nine, was that big. Nine different wrappers. So it's a lot of cigars. I mean, it's over 100 different kinds of Dos Ombre. Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan uh, are available now uh, in a cafe size, which is a 5 by 36 So actually a very popular cigar at its time. Mm-hmm. Um, Still popular. Yeah, 4 by 60 which is the nub type of size. Yeah. Uh, Robusto 5x50, a Toro 6x50, a 60, because I didn't know in those days what to call it. That, you know, what do you call a 6x60 when nobody's making a 6x60? So I called it 60. And uh, Lonsdale 6.5x44, Churchill 7.5x50, 
and a Presidente 8.5 by 52, all natural Maduro. We make Baba Pole ones. There's also a uh, Gigante that's not on your list yeah. there, which is a 6.5 by 56. Baba Poles, Churchill, Torpedo, Robusto. We have it in box press, Robusto, <coughs> Toro, and Churchill, natural and Maduro. We have a, uh, the Dos Ombre Emperor, 11 inches by 90 11 inches by 90. Took me five and a half hours to get to the band on that sucker. Now, you want to talk about value. It's $12.99. It's 11 and a half by 90. It looks like it's a joke, but it's a real cigar. Weighs three quarters of a pound. We sold a lot of those cigars through mail order to England. And you really? can, well, you can yeah. use it as a weapon. There so were, there were a few guys. The police in England, in England walking around with their bobby club, and that's what they're using. If, if you think about the states that have a 50-cent cap or something that's 50 cents, uh, you know, it's one cigar or whatever it is. Uh, we even came out with a Candela for St. Patrick's Day uh, that we, we do every once in a while. I think we're doing it again yep, this year. We, we have a Candela it. coming. Yeah. Uh, Dos Ombre in tins, cigarillos at four and a half by 30. Ten cigars in the tin, twelve ninety nine. The competition is double that price. And we came out with, years ago, pencils, six-inch by 28 that is exactly the size of a number two pencil. And the most important one, going all the way back to someone telling you Dos Ombre would be a good name for a cigar, maybe three, four years ago, someone wrote in and said, you have the pencil, you should uh, come out with the carpenter's pencil. Yes. And you said, I'll do it. Six months later, the carpenter's pencil. So out. who said that? That was so, a, a write-in from a listener. Ah, all right. Yuck. And the carpenter's pencil came out. And the, the cabinets are five to five ninety nine. That comes in Robusto, Toro, Gordo. Uh, Gordo is our six by sixty. Correct on there. Lonsdale, Churchill, and Presidente. Uh, Presidente, big giant cigar. How do you beat it for the money? So all this being said, because it's Dos Ombre Day, for the next ten days, for the people who listen to the show, go on to twoguyscigars.com. Yes. And buy a box of or bundle of any Dos Ombre. Try it out. See what you think of it. And we're going to give you the Ombre Ashtray. Ten days? Ten days. So it's going to end on February 10th. That's a long time. And you gotta leave, they got to leave a comment, right? Yeah. So in the comment section, and help me out with this. So when you're at the checkout, yeah. there's a little comment there's section. There's a little section to leave a comment. A note. Just put Ombre. Ombre. So here's the Ombre Ashtray right here. There's and what you do, you never smoke alone. You put the cigar in the ombre ashtray. And I don't know if it's coming out here that the, it's starting to smoke. Put it in front of Jonathan's black. There yeah. we go. There we go. So it smokes along with you because it's, uh, it's always fun to smoke with somebody else. Dave loves his ombre ashtray. I do. I've caught him many times where I thought he was talking to himself. <laughs> Just giggling and, and talking he's talking to, to his friend, yeah. Ombre. When Does I, the when ashtray talk back? Yeah, talk, we talk to each other. They're having when a full have, conversation. When I have something uh, important to discuss, uh, that's that's my go-to. And if he's not available, then I ask Jonathan. But usually uh, it's, it's Ombre. Who's the better conversationalist? Yeah, Ombre. <laughs> ombre. He never talks back. He doesn't argue with me. He's awesome. So never smoke alone. Smoke with the ombre. Uh, so that's it. If you like, uh, if you want to try uh, Dos Ombre, which is always available by the single. You can buy a single cigar or anything. But if you want to take a chance, buy a bundle of 20 or a box of 20. Uh, bundles as low as $39, I think. 
for a bundle of 20, which is still, we got something in the $2 range yep. on s smaller sizes, but some of them have exceeded the, into the $3. But not bad since 1990 to 2019. Pretty good. If you look at the way other cigars have gone up. Yeah, now he's dramatic. And we're going to get into that uh, next week of, you know, here's the price of gasoline in 1994. What's the price now? It's how much is eggs? How much is bread? Now, how much is this cigar? And we've got a whole bunch of different cigars nice. we'll go through that we'll talk about next week. But that's the story of uh, Dos Ombre, and uh, that's it. So now we're smoking it. Uh, we're a half hour into it. What do you think? I would say this is... The absolute definition, without talking about strength, you talk about body, mouthfeel, this is straight down the middle, medium-bodied mouthfeel, very good. Not strong nicotine-wise. I could smoke these and have smoked them back-to-back. Medium. A lot medium. of flavor. You but go I think into the Dominican, it's mild. Straight mild. It is your, your grandfather's Connecticut. It's Connecticut the way Connecticut's supposed to be Connecticut. I don't think you're allowed to say that. I think Barry has some sort of yeah, licensing on that. on that. Yeah. You owe me a quarter. All right. Is this uh, your grandfather's Connecticut parents? No, I wouldn't even consider it a Connecticut. Yeah. It's Honduran shade, and it has a different taste to it. But what it doesn't have is we, we talk about a heavier Honduran that when we light it up, it's got a early aggressiveness to Honduran tobacco yeah. when oh. it's higher primings and it's heavier. I don't get that with this. No, very smooth. Yeah. yeah. Notes of wheat, a little bit of licorice in the background. I And I would say, unlike most cigars, when it comes to Dos Ombre, the Honduran outsells the Dominican. Is that, you think that's true? Yeah. If not, it's very close. Yeah. Um, from the online standpoint, I would say it's the other way. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. From the orders that I see. Licorice? Yeah, it is a little bit of licorice. I still have cinnamon. But then again, maybe it's a little packaging, but I taste a little cinnamon bite that's on there. I don't get licorice or cinnamon. All right. Well, we do get it's time for a break. Uh, when we come back, we had the first annual meatball took place here just two days ago. Where Mr. Jonathan, Barry, Ed Sullivan, myself, and Steve Sacker went head-to-head with meatballs. We had pasta, we had garlic bread, we had a good time, and we're going to get to that. Sober Mesa style is complete. Uh, those results when we come back. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. 
handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars. 
handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hello, this is Huster Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. Uh, we're smoking a cigar that was made for the average guy from a value cigar shop. It's Dos Ombre. This is the Dos Ombre Cabinet Honduran. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. So there's a whole bunch of people smoking this along with us. Uh, we made you the offer. If you want to buy a box or a bundle, go on to twoguyscigars.com. Uh, buy one. And in the, uh, when you're exiting or when you're at the, the checkout, 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 you'll see comment section. Just put Ombre in there. And uh, till the 10th, we'll uh, honor that, and uh, or while supplies last. But we got hundreds of these. Yeah, we should be we should we be okay. Should be good. Hopefully we're not, and then we'll owe you one. But I don't think so. I think we'll be okay. So, uh, all right, the big day was Thursday. Yep, Jonathan's favorite day. Now, first off, pe- people asked me and said, "Who came up with this idea? Who came up with this idea, Dave?" So, I said to them, "I think it was Jonathan came up with the idea." And I honestly can't remember. Because it was so good. It was good. It, your brain is struggling not to take over the ownership of the idea. Yes. But in it, fact, it was my all idea. All right. It was yours. So I thought so. Did I tweak it? Did I change it, turn it into something? No. Nope. You said this is the way it's going to work. Yeah. All right. Great event. I think you added the toothpicks to the meatballs. All right. I'll give you which, that. Which mattered because you needed a toothpick. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, I love to do events and weird stuff that hasn't been done basically and how do you turn a cold january night uh oh it started off as your birthday that's what it started off with so that's what you came to you said oh it's my birthday i want to do something and maybe we can have a meatball competition or something like this so okay and but it did not start off with everybody in the cigar authority was going to be part of it no it didn't but that's what it turned into that it was just going to be us and then i said okay we're going to have to come up with a cigar manufacturer or something that ties into it. It's also me. Yeah? So how do we tie a cigar manufacturer into this? And if so, who is the perfect person for it? The only person (laughs) to kick it off is going to be the guy who owns Sober Mesa, the -the over-the-table conversation after dinner. I thought maybe it's because he's shaped a little bit like a meatball. No, but it worked in a whole bunch of different ways. Sober Mesa was the perfect cigar to go along with it because... Uh, talking uh, over the table after dinner is what it is, and that's what w- was going to happen. But also, he lives here in New Hampshire. 
Nobody wants to come up here right. in January, so it was going to be perfect that that was going to work out. But he had, a, he had to agree to it. So I sent him an email and said, here's the idea of what, what uh, thing. I don't know if you're interested. This is this day. Let me know if there's any interest at all. And he was on the phone within a minute, I think. With, yeah. a, with a hell yeah. Let's do hell this. Hell yeah. So I said, all right. And he says, uh, I don't make meatballs. I don't think I've ever made a meatball before, but I'm in. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to take this serious. Uh, let's he do made, this. For a guy who's never made a meatball before, he made a hell of a meatball. i got to hand that to him. Yeah. I question whether or not it was actually a meatball. Because I don't think there was any sauce. I think it was just a round there piece of... There was sauce. All right. Because it looked like a round piece of meatloaf. Nope. <laughs> Which was, is what a meatball is, right. a meatball. No, the sauce makes the meatball. There was no, so- the meatball makes the meatball. No, it's, it's called sauce. meatball, not sauce ball. If it's you do not put your balls in sauce, I don't really want to know where you put your balls. You know where I put them. <laughs> yeah. But if you Amount do not put butter, your balls in sauce, me. it is not a meatball. All right. So anyway, everybody came in. They got a couple of cigars. When they came in, they got a little entry, which had uh, a different color named of each one, a yellow one, a green one, a red one, a natural one, which is just a natural wood color, and a blue one. And there was a which, different by color the way, toothpick. Blue balls was yeah. picked up on by the Baroness. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody she had. Uh, was all over that. So um, eat your dinner, hold on to your thing, and uh, circle it. Give it off to Ed uh, Santa Maria, yep. who was in charge of this whole thing, actually taking us all out of the mix. That he's the one that served every single one. He put the put the toothpicks in. He chose which one. He even went as far as to put the answers in an envelope of each one to see uh, who ends up winning. And uh, didn't give us the answers to it until after. He gave me the answers. I have them here. I'm going to reveal it. Actually, for the first time, nobody knows that night what the numbers were. Nobody mm-hmm. knows uh, that was in it. And uh, I didn't know till after it was over. But I have the I have the answers. Okay, so how should I do this? You may as well from, just start off with last place. Should I start with last? Yeah. You start with last. And you're so depressed because you think you came in last place, don't I you? I know I came in last place. You did. The red came in last place. And red was Mr. Jonathan with five votes that said you were the best. One of which was my own. Okay. <laughs> And your brother was here. I'm pretty sure he knows your balls well. It's an awkward a, turn of phrase, Baron. <laughs> well, you shared a room growing and up. And he listens to the show, so if your tires are now, flat, now, it's him. But did we know? We didn't even know whose was. Maybe you could figure out who your own one was. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, your own yeah, ball, right? Yeah. yeah. You know your own ball. But and you didn't know anybody else's. No. <laughs> well, Thankfully not. It'd be a little awkward if I knew somebody else's balls. There we go. There was one, one tray of balls you could recognize. Right out of the gate. Because it looks so unbelievable. Different. It looked different. Yeah. Um, so what was what was wrong with Mr. Jonathan's meatballs? Because I have them many times, mm-hmm. and the first time he ever made meatballs, I was shocked how well mm-hmm. they were. And I will say this. Every meatball was All the great. meatballs were great. I, if, if I went to any restaurant, and, and I'm a meatball snob, that I tell you meatballs stink in most restaurants, any one of these would have been okay that I would have said are just fine. But what you did to your meatball is what I, was I stubborn. think. I was stubborn. I make a spicy meatball. I could have played to the masses and made a bland dog food style meatball like the other four. Look at him taking shots. And I didn't. I stuck true 
to my meatball recipe and I made it spicy and I was penalized for it. Now, you want to talk about pairing with that first cigar, the Micarita? The spice on that with the spicy meatball, it was perfect. No, no, no. Shut up, no. Ed Sullivan. No. You and, didn't even, and obviously you didn't even taste your own meatball before not. you served it to everybody. You, you even, taste you even changed the rules on your entry because Dave said to bring the meatballs with very little sauce because it's about the meatball. Yeah. Your meatballs were submerged in the sauce. You because had moist part of, balls. Because part of the recipe for my meatballs is it comes along with sauce. That's it. I'm not changing it. Well, not even after you came in last place. And they didn't know it was you. It wasn't. If the majority of people knew that that was your meatball, they would, you wouldn't have got five votes. Well, I would have got a few more than five. It, you would have got less. I don't know about that. You would have got less. If I ate meatballs, I could have identified his easily by the signature spice, I think. Yeah. You probably knew which yeah, one Yeah, I mean, his. less is more sometimes. That's why I'm just trying to help you out here and tell you. And let me tell you, it's not dramatic here until we get to the winner of, of how it came a in. A landslide victory. So that's fifth place. Next is a tie. Which, by the way, we were all promised that there were two places. First place and everybody else comes in second. But because I came in last, we got to go through the whole thing. That's well, okay. at, the, at the end of that I event, got- as far as the people were concerned... All we revealed was, here's the people that came in second place. 90% of the people that were at the event are sitting here right <laughs> yeah. now to hear how, the, well, how it all played out. We took, no. it, we took the opportunity to kick you in the balls, and we are doing that right now. There we go. I, I will say Dave asked me if I care whether he, before he told me what the results were, I said, no, don't care at all. I'm just glad you didn't come in last place, Ed Sullivan. I, I am too, really, because... Yeah, it would be humiliating. (laughs) I wear it like a badge of honor. All right, so third place is a tie. So third, it's third place. So fifth, and then third. So the people that came in third don't feel as bad that they came in fourth place either, because it's a tie for third. It was a tie at seven. So he got five votes, and two people got seven. So it's not dramatically different, right? Not dramatic. Pretty close. Different. Sounds like a world of difference, almost 50% more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you'll be happy about that, Ed Sullivan, because you're one of them. Oh, With the right. green toothpick, you got seven uh, people that voted as you to be number one. Nobody voted for second place nope. or third place. It was seven people said it was the best meatball of all. Seven people. See. And the yellow one, which was my meatball, actually came in tie for third place. So I'm right behind you, buddy. Right behind you. 50% more well, votes. Right, right ahead of him. Right ahead. Yeah. Right ahead uh, as seven. And um, as I told you when I brought my meatballs in, my unhappiness to the meatball was it wasn't firm enough, but there's nothing I could do. They were the way they were, and that was it. If I firmed them up and I presented them better, I think I could have took it. Yeah, I got this all dialed in for next year. Next year, you're not in. That's so, BS. So, I came in last place. I get to, no, I get to no, go up so against soccer we, one more time. We announced it at the event how it was going to work. The you're person eliminated. that wins is brought back in, and four other people are going to go against them. You had one shot. I'm bringing meatballs. I don't care. I'll them all pass them out. There'll be six meatballs next <laughs> year. <laughs> so uh, me and Ed, third place. Second place... Uh, also right known as the first loser with eight so second place was only eight where you came in last place at five it's not all that dramatic and sec- and uh, me and Ed was seven just one away from it but it was Barry Stein with his natural toothpick it's, it's Stanelli 
Stanley? You got you got to admit, my, my balls shocked you. There were no bad <laughs> you, you meatballs. You did not think I would produce I, a meatball. I personally cared for yours the least. Well, it doesn't surprise me. If we me. had put them in order, and, and I didn't know which one was yours at the time that I was eating them, I kind of had lost I track pick, of which toothpick I pick was you which. Second. I, I have my list it. of what I did. I picked myself first. I picked him second, which has proved as much as we bother Jonathan about it, he really doesn't know about balls. And I had no idea whose who's it was, but the fact of the matter is, I, not only did he come in second place, I had him so underdogged Oh, for on sure. This. So I, was, was I was unbelievable. I was, I was blown away by how good. Come, you know, not, there was a bet that I wasn't going to bring him. Yes. Not even bring him. Yeah. Right? So you showed up first off, and then you, and then you killed. You killed. Loved it. You, you did. I, I was very pleasantly surprised at how good your meatballs were. I'm not crapping on them at all. They were very good. Thank you. I just personally, of the five, if we were putting them in order, I would have had yours. Well, being as that you fifth. came in last place, it, your, yours it was a matter. Right. So a lot so, of people had you. Because evidently you don't know anything about it. <laughs> so, so are we doing excuses? I mean, if I had cared one bit, I would have tried harder. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> he bitched. All week long that he had to make meatballs. Yeah. I don't like them. Should, shouldn't have had them in. You guys are almost He won't as be in next week, next time, and either will I, and either will Jonathan. No, That's I'm in. Great. I'm making meatballs next Either year. will Barry. You can make all you want, but they'll be have... here. They'll be in their tray, ready to go. And obviously, now that leaves the blue toothpick with 17. Blew yeah. us all out of the water. Double. The next guy, 17, was Steve Saka. What kind of name is that, Saka? It's not Italian, that's for sure. But he ended up killing it. He had the biggest balls. He had the biggest. He had the best presentation. He had the, he had the best manscaping of the he, balls. He probably, balls. Had, he probably had $200 into those meatballs. Here's the interesting thing. There were 50 people. Only 44 voted. So six people didn't even vote. Those were the people that would have voted for me if they oh, had known how to I, read. I didn't vote All right. because I didn't taste them. Ah, sure. It didn't seem right. I, I could have given myself one. Maybe I should have done that. You should have. Because I knew which ones were mine. If you did, I could have been there would have been a tie with, uh, with Barry for second place. Huh. You should have. Oh, well. Too late. Eh, I'm out either way, so I'm good. So congratulations to Steve Saka, who is a tobacco blender. Everything about his meatball looked wrong online. He's frying it in olive oil. It's not that's not a frying oil. Correct. He's it, meatball is a poor person's food, and he's using top. He used the top, top grade of everything. Ground beef. Wagyu. Just yeah, out of control. But that's not what won his presentation when he said, "Yeah, I need to. I need some time to garnish my balls." I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a meatball competition. Yeah. They're going to sit in the sauce, and that's it. He's the arguing with me. He cheesed them after they were already in could, the thing. Could have been he, in a food magazine. Oh, yeah. yeah. They He's were there like Salt Bay, sprinkling the salt yeah. on top of his meatballs. A little meatballs. finishing salt on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And people were saying, oh, it's got some nice salt to it. And I saw him put Himalayan salt on it <laughs> at, at the end. I mean, he, he spent some money on those meatballs. I hear, yeah, he, I hear they, next they were, year that he's going to go to actual, um, I guess, farms or wherever they grow steer and handpick the steer. That he's going to use, well, and he's going to make a unicorn ball. There we go. Skip Martin chimed in on this. He of course. chimed in. Uh, yeah, before the contest was even 
concluded and said, waiting for the story about how Saka personally sorted through thousands of pounds of ground beef and pork to select only the best to blend with the herbs that were grown on his windowsill but primed so that all the nutrients flowed only to the top leaves of the basil and thyme. Not to mention the hybrid seed tomatoes sourced from heirloom seeds smuggled in the snatch of an Italian woman fleeing oh, Mussolini's fascism. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where his meatballs came there from. There we go. Well, they were good meatballs. They were all good meatballs. But uh, for him to win that dramatic, was it the taste of the meatball? Was it the presentation of the meatball? It was presentation. So... A cigar band on a cigar, a good-looking cigar band, a good-looking packaging, the box that it, the presentation of it matters. It certainly right? matters. This was a blind taste test in respects that we didn't know who made the meatball, but you could look at the meatball, but you taste with your eyes, right? For sure. And that happens with cigars, too. Beautiful wrappers. If, if you followed social media, you were able to tell right away which one was his because he put up how he was frying them, and it looked more like a fried meatball. Not something that sat in sauce for six, seven hours. Mine was a fried meatball that sat but in sauce sat for six, sauce, seven hours. Right. I don't think his sat in sauce. So it had a different appearance. Maybe a different texture as a result, too. I don't know. I didn't taste, taste them. <laughs> if you were to do it again, Mr. Jonathan, which when, you won't be. When I do it again. You won't be. But it's my it, birthday. We're going to do it on my birthday. We're going to do it on I get the Thursday be. before the Super Bowl every year. Which is Thursday before the Super Bowl. So mark your calendars, folks. It's his party. He'll cry if he wants to. He will. will. I was so pissed when I was eliminated (laughs) first. Like, I don't mind losing, but last place? Oh, I knew it would hurt you the most. Oh. But you're, you're a good sport to say, okay, let's <coughs> let's go with it, because I said we can just leave this out. No, it's fine. Because people want to know. And I thought it so would So I do have to say great. I got to give my brother kudos because his, his wife made the birthday cake. Great. And he and I play this hashtag game, which people who watch the show have seen him ash in my coffee before. <laughs> and the rules of hashtag, I got to drink it because he got me. He laid an ash on the corner of the cake <laughs> and had his wife draw an outline around the ash, and sent me a message, you've been ash-tagged. Right, that's so now piece. I'm looking everywhere for where the ash is. I'm looking in my car. I'm checking my shoes. Did he sneak into my house? Is there collusion with my wife? And he shows up with the cake with a big smile on his face. Boom. There's the ash in the corner. Uh, I ate it. You ate it. I I ate it. You wouldn't eat the raw egg, but Correct. You, ate, you, you ate the ashes. You ate the ashes. All right, so that's how it went, um, and we'll do it again next year. And um, it was fun. It was fun. You yeah. know what? The, the, this this is up there as far as an experience goes when it comes to cigar events, like the father and son thing, which yeah. it really wasn't about the cigars. Steve talked about the cigars for 30 minutes too long, I think, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he, that's what he likes to do. But this event was about hanging out with the guys, smoking cigars, eating meatballs, just having a good time, very relaxing. Everybody that went said they would absolutely come again. Yeah. Well, Very good. We, had, we only had room for 50 people, but we could have done 150 people. Easily. Easy. I'm not and, making and, 150 yeah. meatballs. No, we That's, can't do it. You're not making any. I'm <laughs> making them all. You can make all you want, but we're not I'm serving next them. Year. You're not in. Um, it'll be Steve Soccer, but it'll be against four other people. Maybe four other manufacturers? Hmm. Yeah, they're not coming up here. Good luck with that multi-vendor they're, event. Yeah, they're not coming up. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, right now, uh, before we go to break, your thoughts here on Dos Ombre Cabinet Toro. 
an hour-long smoke for five bucks. Easily. Great value. Yep. yep. Uh, that's the idea of it. Uh, and then when you get to the, to the bundles of them, even, even cheaper because there's no packaging involved. But we know packaging has something to the taste, right? Adds to the taste. 100% psychologically. Yeah. Obviously, has something to do with it. I don't know if it adds to the taste, but it, it's a solid smoke in that $5 range. Yeah. You're not, you, you could easily, we could have charged $8 for it and it'd yeah. be fair. All right. And if uh, anybody wants, uh, last call now, you're here in the show. Uh, up until the 10th, you uh, go on to twoguyscigars.com. You buy a box or a bundle of Dos Ombre. And again, this is the Honduran Cabinet Toro that was spoken here. But any one of them uh, doesn't matter. Um, just in the comments section at the checkout, put Ombre. And they're going to include the Ombre Ashtray that we have here. And um, that is... Uh, an ashtray that smokes along with you and uh it smokes out of there it's pretty cool so that's that all right we're gonna go to break when we come back what's up in the cigar industry in a cigar made for the super bowl that's not available in the area where the teams are from but where the event is taking place or else we'd be smoking every single year correct uh it's only available where it where it's taking place so that's atlanta georgia right and that's tomorrow Go Pats. We're live in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations 
magazines of cigar science basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. 
It's not Mr. Anything. We're back. That is Mr. Jonathan Connie from La Florida Dominicana. The Super Bowl is tomorrow, and hate the New England all you want, but we're here again. And um, the next cigar we're going to smoke is available here also, just for us, though, unfortunately. Yes. But Mr. Jonathan Connie was nice enough to send it to us, and he sent it to me before. But I really think it's a shame to say it after all these years because it should have been happening all these years of them sending it to us. But the teams that are in it should well, be able to, to get it. Well, they should sure. just rename the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots Invitational. Yeah, oh, it's the God. Invitational. Who, who's going to go Yeah, on? we're never going to get it in this region if it's only where the game is right. played. I mean, I guess they did that <clears throat> New York one outdoors, right? Can we do one more meatball competition, you and I, just during the week? Yeah, anytime. And I won't just make me. mine spicy, and we'll see whose meatball is better, and we'll just have the staff rate it. Yeah. Anytime. I, it's you, killing me that I came in last place. I make a good goddamn meatball. For a French guy. Not for, yeah. for nothing. <laughs> for a fr- and I gave you accolades. For a <coughs> French guy, you made a good meatball. He, he got beat by an Irish guy. I just boiled mine. We boil everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought I tasted a little cabbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, you, what you do is you try to make your foods different than what they're supposed to be. I make them delicious. If you were to pick a meatball that was supposed to taste like a meatball like an Italian meatball, Barry and I's, because that was one and two for me, that's what it's supposed to taste like. You guys did it all different. It's a poor man's food. It's supposed to be fatty hamburger. It's not supposed to be 95% lean. It wasn't lean. No. You and I need to go head-to-head with the staff at judging, and I won't make mine spicy. I'll do a regular Italian meatball, no messing around. And I think... Why don't you pray? The first time you ever made a meatball, it was great. And then you start messing with the it. The recipe was exactly the no, same. No, it is not. So you, you, you start tweaking it and you say, okay, I, I got that. Anything. Now let me ground some cauliflower and put it in there and see what happens. It was broccoli. And there was, was no broccoli in this meatball. I went for my balls, pardon the pun, and made the best meatball I could make. Want me to tell you a little bit about the cigar? Please tell me about the cigar. <clears throat> well, it's the La Florida Dominicana Football Special Edition, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by La Florida Dominicana. It measures six and a half by 58. It features an Ecuadorian Habano with Connecticut accents on the wrapper and binder and filler from Dominican Republic. A single cigar is $16. $16. It's got the little football on it. It's got the two stripes at the bottom. Yep, it's got two stripes at the top. Uh, box pressed. A lot of time went into this. A lot of time. While we're saying that, we are the La Florida Dominicana cigars. So much time put into this, which slows down production. Get the regular stuff out, man. Get the regular stuff out. Florida Dominicana, it's it's more out of... You've heard me say it a million times anyway, but... Just went to the Seabrook store uh, Thursday, Friday, and um, just out of stocks. Too many out of stocks. I'm with you. All right, let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. Um, it's big. This is a large cigar, and the Florida Dominicana scaring me a little bit. But it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands are raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. None of us had this yet. Nope. Reminds <coughs> me of my meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bland. <laughs> you can't say anything. 
You can't you can't go to the negative. You came in last place, and you should just shut up and leave it alone. Is what you should do. No, but that's not you. These people didn't like it. They are clearly not meatball aficionados. Fifty people. You got five that, that agreed it was the best. One of them was you. The other one was your brother. That was three. <laughs> I don't even know if my brother voted for me. I heard him talking about the yellow one is the best one. Which is mine. Yeah. I think he got a vote for it from him. Okay. It's funny. When I was sitting back by where the meatballs were distributed, I saw people going back for seconds because we yeah. need more than enough. And I kept seeing people take the yellow and the natural. Yeah. So I thought that too it was going to be between, but we wound up taking votes away from each other. Maybe that was it. They were the traditional ones. All right, I'm sick of talking about both of your balls. All right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. The Vertigo Gauntlet features three in-line jets with single action, meaning you press the button down, the lid pops and lights all three jets. you got the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, a flip-out bullet punch, an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Vertigo Gauntlet. All right, remember the last cigar we smoked it was a 5 out of 5 out of 10 in strength. Now You're going to try to evaluate the strength on this with one puff? Yeah. I'm going to wait till I get past the Connecticut Would accents. you please give it, I don't know, a quarter of an inch? Wow, oh, man. Dramatic difference. Dramatic difference. Two, well, one was a Honduran cigar. This is a Dominican cigar. This reminds me of my meatball now that it's lit. It's got a little spice. Got a lot of spice. You had a spicy meatball. Thank you. Do you like the sauce? It was my sauce, my gravy, actually. I, I, I said it to you before. I got a little spoon, and I put it in there and tasted it. You made a good gravy. There we go. That was fantastic. And that was with them. They were simmering. They maybe simmered too long because it just softened up the meatball too much for presentation. I don't think simmering does that. I think you just need to put an extra egg in there, and you're all set. That'll firm you up. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking well, about we'll putting cheese in. It'll firm it up a little. Yeah. That's okay. all. All right. Um, Super Bowl tomorrow. Here we are again. Uh, what do you think? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Brady's the greatest of all time. Were you, a, were you a Patriots fan in New York? Yeah, I caught up a lot of abuse. Yeah? For it. Yep, I've been a fan since Steve Grogan. Why do people hate the New England Patriots so much? Same reason they're so why, great. Same reason why people hated the Yankees, and now parts of the country are starting to hate the Red Sox. That's why people, people just, hate me. People don't like winners. Exactly. People don't like winners. <laughs> I like winners, even if they're not my team or something. Don't, they're the best. You know, Steve Sarkis, Meatball won. Great. Yeah, I'm biting my tongue. People just don't like winners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's crazy that, that that's what goes on. And uh, I, I would say the most hated football team of all is the, is the New England Patriots. People hate that they're in it again. They hate it. It, it does seem, and I'm not really into football at all, but it does they didn't seem. Like, they didn't hate the Celtics back in the day when the Celtics were the. Larry Bird was it, the man. It, it was a different generation. Yeah. You, no, hate, you now, hate the winners. Now because social media, everything's construed as hate. Doesn't it seem like the NFL has it out to get the New England Patriots? Like they're not just playing against the the well, opponent. They're also playing against the organizing body, yeah. the governing body. Everybody hates them. Well, clearly they do have it out to get the Patriots because they're not going to get the same viewership they would have if the Patriots were not in the Super Bowl. You're going to do a review that, on this cigar? No. 
No? No, I haven't done a review on this. All right. You would have given it a 92 anyways. You know what? Calm down. Like you said, you're going to give it a Cal- perfect. It calmed <laughs> it down. It cannot calm down uh, in five puffs. It came out so strong. It came out as a you 10. Just, it's starting to drop down. You are down. just ridiculous. May- maybe if Jonathan's balls dropped down, <laughs> you know, people would have enjoyed them more. That usually happens at a young, young age, but uh, not so much for Mr. Jonathan. Anybody want to make a score prediction on the game? Yeah, let's hold that for the uh, very end. Okay. Uh, that we'll give a prediction of what it is. Barry had to tell me break, who, I want to who they were playing. Like, so that's how much I'm following football. Yeah. yeah I didn't John, know who they were John, playing. Well, you, you'll watch be, the game. Yeah, you know, he's attracted uh, to the tight end. Yeah. There'll be tight ends there? And wide receiver. Ooh. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> There's going to be a Mr. Peanut commercial. That'll be very interesting. I saw a few of the commercials already, and right. there are a couple of funny ones. All right. And there's good entertainment, and it's a, it's an. We're going to see boobs? No, Janet's not going to be there this year. Well, maybe somebody else will do it. What was it LaToya? <clears throat> um, it was LaToya. Uh, no, it was Janet Jackson. <laughs> it was Janet Jackson. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's tomorrow. It's L-V-I-I. Enough with the uh, Roman numerals. I would like to make that statement now. It's 53, but can we stop with the Roman numerals? Um, The um, Maroon 5 is scheduled to do the uh, halftime show. What I think is fascinating is they don't get paid to do the halftime show. Oh, really? But what they capitalize on, and this is why all the acts want to do it, is they get a bump in record sales after they do the performance. So they go out and play their most marketable music, the stuff everybody knows and can sing along with, and then they see a bump in sales as a result Are of performing. Are you 100% and don't get paid? Because Cardi B, there was an article I'm, on Cardi B who turned down playing the Super Bowl. 1,000%. She said she left a lot of money on the table by not performing. Correct, because people were going to buy her album after she performed, people who had never heard her before. Well, let's go all the way back to 1967. A 30-second commercial in the Super Bowl cost $40,000. Today, we're talking about many millions of dollars. Um, it is $5.5 million for a 30-second commercial. Holy crap. It was 40000 in the first And first if time. your commercial isn't entertaining, you get trashed afterwards. Yeah. Remember but that's Mc- okay. I don't but think bad price is good price. Yeah. This, this all started, I think, that this Super Bowl hype with, if I'm not mistaken, and I used to watch football more back then, with the bouncing the ball, it was um, – Michael Jordan and Larry Bird for McDonald's. Yeah. Off the this, yeah, off the yeah. that, and nothing but net, yeah. and going back and forth. That Before that, I don't remember the Super Bowl commercials no. being remotely and entertaining. It went crazy in the dot-com era. They were all dumping huge money. Right, they had know, money. in that herding cats one yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Most played Super Bowl, the team that most played Is the, the Super New Bowl? England Patriots. The Patriots, Patriots 10 times. times. Just checking. Um, most wins. Also, the Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. It's six. Oh, it be, hang on a second. A no, no, no. I've heard people talk about this. That's because for that they count before it was called the Super Bowl. The first three, and it, it wasn't the Super Bowl. So really, they only have three, and the New England Patriots have it. And they're just again the NFL just sticking it to the man. Most losses, Buffalo, very high. Bron- uh, Denver Bronco and New England Patriots wow. tied at five. Possibly, well, we could take a. We're going to take a record next week, no matter what. When I Babe mean, Ruth, next week, tomorrow, when Babe Ruth led the league in home runs, he also led the league in strikeouts. So, yeah, 
Um, how much for a Super Bowl ring? How much does it cost? 40000 I would say we could have called Chuck Morrison, but he never got his he ring. Never got it. <laughs> Hopefully he gets one tomorrow. To Gentleman Chuck. Yeah. Gentleman Chuck Morrison, we miss you. 5000 bucks. I would have thought a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I would have thought 5000 They make 150 of them, and hopefully one goes to Chuck Morrison. And um, if you want to go to next year's Super Bowl, where will that be? Arizona? Miami, Florida. Oh, I'm going. Yeah? If I could get tickets, I'd go. You can get tickets. You just got to pay for them. I miss Miami a little Everybody bit. Everybody that says, uh, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl, they're out there. Super Bowl tickets are out there, and I was watching, and you can buy them. They just cost a lot of money. Your daughter went last year? Yeah. Yep. yep. So that's the Super Bowl. Right now, uh, let's look at the matchup of the week. It's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather have your body found on a pile of sex toys yes. or a pile of drugs? Going sex toys all the way. That's how I woke up this I have morning. A, I have a drawer filled with them. So, And that's what goes down in history. People say, oh, my God, he died, and there was a whole bunch of sex toys, a pile of them there, and it goes on for generation to generation of talking about it. I honest. hate to break it but to you. No one really knows who I am, so it doesn't matter. But let's be honest. It wouldn't surprise you. Correct. The drugs would surprise right, you. Yeah. I won't even take an aspirin for a headache. I can't have that. It's got to be sex toys. Yeah, as big as a degenerate I am, and you know, I've shared a little bit of my browsing history, nobody would be shocked by sex toys, so I'll take sex toys. Really? Ed Sullivan? He's going drugs. I'm going with the drugs. <laughs> Me too. I'm going with the drugs too. And people will say, I don't know what the hell happened or whatever, but yeah, you're going to leave that it's for your next generation? No one gives two flying you-know-whats about sex toys, but drugs are everywhere. That's bad. And you're waking up on them, not with them in you, so... Right. Yeah, Maybe all piled around you. So it's speak gonna for yourself. <laughs> little bit. Of How do you think I died? A little bit of Hendrix on the stereo. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and he offed himself for whatever reason or whatever, but not a bunch of sex toys. And, and at least we won't have died at age twenty-seven, right? Right. We went a lot longer. Yeah. You guys are like double that, right? Uh, so a little more. At, at, <laughs> you know, I, I should put the answers to this. I knew how both of you guys were gonna. React it, to that. It wasn't a surprise. And, and not a surprise, either of them. You're okay with it? I'm not, but uh, that's the way it is. Um, next week, we're going to go back in time. Cigar brands, prices, and cigar liberties that we'll talk about. Uh, and I'm going to go back to 1994, and uh, we'll go through some pricing, and you're going to see dramatic changes in prices. Has cigars gone up dramatically? But Compared with, to other products, with not. going with going up though, I don't know of other products that have gotten better like cigars have, dramatically better. Well, you don't know if they went up all that much com comparatively to other things, so we'll match that up. Uh, bread is still bread, whether it went up in price or not. Bread is bread. It's not like you're eating a loaf of bread and going, "Oh my God, this is way better than 1994." Correct. But a cigar, you could say that. You, this is better than cigars are better now than they ever have been. And they're certainly better than they were in 1994. They're better than they were last year. Cigars were terrible in 1994. Terrible. They were just rushing stuff out. It was garbage. Garbage. I'm going to say stuff like bread was better back then because it was before FDA got involved and <laughs> these trans fats are bad for you. This type of oil is bad for you. And You're saying that it was changed. before the food? And Drug Administration oh, was involved before, in food? Before they got more involved in, you know, you can't put certain things in there because trans fats will kill you. They shouldn't be involved in tobacco because you don't eat it. 
but they should be involved in food. It's the first thing in their name. You should just let people be. So what are the odds in the Super Bowl right now, by the way? Two and a half, the Patriots are favored. A favored? Yeah. They're going to win. It makes me seem like I can't win it. No, it doesn't seem like they should be favored because doesn't uh, the Rams have a better um, points all the way around? They got a younger quarterback. I think the younger quarterbacks, how's he going to handle the pressure? Todd Gurley isn't 100% healthy. Uh, So I think that played into it. They probably have a better defense. Uh, Not great. They gave up a lot of points this year. So I'm looking back at the halftime show. Super Bowl number one wasn't called Super Bowl, but who was in the halftime show during Super Bowl number Did one? Did they even have one? Yeah, they had a halftime like show. Some big was, band or something. Yeah, it was marching bands and stuff okay. like that, but they actually had a celebrity, a group of celebrities that were there. No Comedy problem. celebrity. Groucho group. Marx and his brothers. No. George Burns. It was the Three Stooges. No the Three kidding. Stooges. January 15th, 1967, the Three Stooges were there. George Burns was there in 87. Uh, Chubby Checker in 88. 91 was the first time they brought the pop bands in. It was the New Kids on the Block. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you get Prince in, in 2007. Phenomenal. In the rain, playing yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah. Uh, 2001, you had the King of uh, the Kings of... Rock and Pop, Aerosmith, Sync, Britney Spears, Mary Kay Blige, and Nelly, 2001. Lady Gaga, 2017. Beyonce, 2003. When was Michael Jackson? Uh, His was the best one. It was. Michael, uh, how about Paul McCartney, no. 2005. Madonna, no 2012. No one cares. U2 is <coughs> the best one. U2, 2002. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, 2004. That was with the... Uh, Nipple incident. The wardrobe malfunction. They yes. like to call it uh, family friendly. They promote it as family friendly, yeah. and then that happens. Bruce Springsteen, two thousand nine. So the thing with you too, it happened after nine eleven. They dropped down the tapestries. They put down the names of the people that died, and it ended with Bono opening up his jacket with the American flag. That was the Bono. Greatest. Bono, Bono, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't call him Boner. <laughs> right, pretty close. Pretty close. All right, let's get to the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Would you do this for the Don? Sell one of your organs, your kidney. I have two. $250,000. Do I like the person? Like, is it Barry? You don't know who it is. Might be Barry, though. But you get $250,000. But it might be Barry. It might be. I'm holding my answer for a second. I got to think about this. Barry? Oh, you want a little piece of you and me. Kidney, $250,000. No. I would do it for a family member, but I wouldn't do it for a random person. And I would do it for no money for a family member. Really? Aren't you nice? The whole kidney? Yeah. One. Yeah. (laughs) Still on the fence. Ed Sullivan's out. He's not doing it. Ed? No. No, $250,000. $300,000? No. $300,000. 350. You're not doing it. 300,000 I'm in. Really? $50,000 swing there. 300,000 someone can have my kidney. Mr. Jonathan's kidney is for sale, folks. 300,000. Barry is not? Not. I would not do it either. No. Not giving up anything. I don't You could still a- drink. You don't need your kidney for drinking. You That's have your liver. liver. But no. 
Yeah, three hundred thousand. I don't want to affect my mojo. Anyone selling body parts? Three hundred thousand. Again, he wouldn't eat a raw egg. Or because it would ruin my chances to give away my my kidney for three hundred. Or a Twinkie. He won't eat a Twinkie. I don't like Twinkies either. That's not what I heard. Oh God! I got to relight. I got to relight. Your cigar's going good. What do you think? And everything's good. Uh, we we skipped over cigar news, so why don't we find out what's up in the cigar world with our good friend Barry Stein, who cannot have my kidney for any amount of money. I don't want it. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And a couple of weeks ago, we announced that Wyoming was looking to raise their tobacco tax 167%. That move was defeated in committee this nice. week, so that won't be happening. Good. Didn't even go... Didn't even go further. Meanwhile, as we reported that Virginia wanted to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21. This week, that measure advanced in their Senate, oh. and it now moves to their House. Other states introduced bills to raise the tobacco age, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Mississippi. Miami Cigar announced they'll be taking over distribution of Carl Malone barrel age, made at La Aurora, and that Christopher Lenzo has been promoted to Northeast Regional Manager. Cool-looking packaging. I didn't smoke the cigar, but the... Yeah, the, it looks like a basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And uh, big news this week was the introduction of H.R. 293 by Connecticut Democrat Rosa DeLauro. The bill seeks to change the tax structures on cigars based on weight that will result in at least, at least the doubling of the current federal tax. And additionally, it would ban internet sales of cigars by including that within the Jenkins Act. And lastly, even though it's not cigar-related... Hawaii proposed a bill this week that would ban the sale of cigarettes to anybody under the age of 30 permanently. Wow, what is going on? So 30. So the cigar industry this eventually is, somehow follows the cigarette yeah, industry. Yeah, this is what ends up happening. They get their foot in the water. They got it to 21. Now it's the next step, 30, and the next thing, ban it completely. But anybody that's under 30 would never allow to, be per to purchase cigarettes. So as people 30 and over die out, they will be the last people allowed to purchase cigarettes in the state of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not starting cigarettes at a at an old age, I don't think. I should but take it old up. People, I think I'll take up cigarettes. Forty one. I it's might. Not, yeah. Yeah. Just for, just because they're trying to stop you. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of people like us. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the way it is. All right. Uh, let's go to break, and we come back. Um, we got our Super Bowl predictions to get to. And the classic three-way, if we've got some time, we're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar. 
imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. So there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. 
legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar It's always Authority. about you, Mr. Jonathan. It's always about it Mr. It was Jonathan. my idea, and you're trying to get me out it's of it. My, it worked out well. It's my idea now. We're back. <laughs> We're smoking the LFD football, getting ready for the big game, and uh, we can't call it the Super Bowl because that's what it is, but there's something to that. that so dumb. It's ridiculous. What? Anyway, welcome back, everybody. I think you can call it whatever you want. The NFL targets people who use it in advertising their own uh, products. It's the Patriots Invitational. I liked uh, <laughs> Barry's call on that one. I uh, stole it from the interwebs. Yeah. Um, but what it's about for me is food. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Um, 1.25 billion chicken wings will be consumed. Which is so I just don't like chicken wings. Really? It's so much work for not a lot of payoff when it comes to the food portion. Well, we were asking the people at the meatball, what do you think? Should we do a different item or something? And uh, people brought up, chicken wings was brought up number one. No. They did. No, they can they can have their own event with chicken wings, but yeah. it's a meatball, and I'm competing because it's my You're birthday. You're not competing. It's You're my not. birthday. It won't be. It, yeah, it won't be that day. Shut up, Ed well, Sullivan. Or will it be? I don't know. 11.2 million pounds of potato chips. It's 186 tractor trailers. 120 million pounds of avocado. For guacamole. You would think that, that's an odd thing for me. You need to try it. You avocado. don't like the guac? I've never tried it. I He's like, never I eaten like an avocado. Guac. I put avocado on his stuff. He scrapes it off. I'm not eating that. Won't even taste it. Cut it into uh, like wedges. I'll eat the avocado all day, uh, every day. It's Always delicious. When you were a kid, you were eating avocados? No, I didn't, not until I got into sushi. It's a new thing, right? Is an avocado not? It's a new item, but I mean, people <laughs> eating avocado. I think they always did it in California. Really? Oh yeah. That's what I think of it as a California thing, yeah. and I'm against it. <laughs> uh, four million pizzas. Pizza's good for the Super Bowl or any game, right? Especially 50, with avocado on it. Fifty million cases of beer. It's a beer I'm type thing. Kind of surprised that beer only comes in fifth place. Right. I don't know. Well, drinking hot stuff. You, you were kind of surprised you only came in fifth place as well. Right? Have I told you yet today what <laughs> you are? Yet. Did you know that uh, state by state it matters what the top thing is that they consume? Really? It matters where it is. Just like we're saying California is avocado and now it's made it all the way through. But New Hampshire and New Jersey, Chile is the number one consumed product, according to the internet, which we know has to be true. New York is buffalo chicken wings, because New York is where Buffalo, buffalo New York yep. is. Massachusetts is buffalo chicken dip. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, some oddball stuff. Not Florida and Texas. Sausage cheese balls. You ever, yeah. you ever such thing? No. You in Florida, no? Never heard of it. What do you think they're eating in Alaska during the Super Bowl? Salmon. Uh, salmon. Sushi. Potato salad. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And in Hawaii, Crescent Sloppy Joes. Oh, I thought Spam in Hawaii. So Nobody Super Bowl party, spam. I'm going to one of the persons making like a Sloppy Joel type thing on a Hawaiian roll. Yes. Those are the dice. I like them. Illinois, Czech Mix. Ugh. Indiana, root beer chicken. What is that? It's just chicken wings, man, cooked in root beer. It's Yeah? How about Kansas? Dill pickle soup. That's disgusting. You go to, yeah. you go to a Super Bowl party. <laughs> oh, what do you got? Dill pickle soup. It doesn't make it. And in South Carolina, cowboy caviar. Hmm. Is that bull's testicles? Yeah, I would think so. It's, isn't that bull's I don't testicles? know. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm um, pretty sure that that's... Uh, they had a list of all the things. But I would of- say... New Hampshire, chili is a big thing, yeah. right? Yeah. During the Super Bowl. So maybe it's true that these if you things. you have to have pickles, why not fried pickles? Those can be pretty good. Fried pickles. Now, if fabulous. I entered my meatball. You've made fried pickles before. I have. Yeah. If I made my meatball into chili, I would kill all of you because it has the spice that you're expecting in chili. So mm-hmm. cowboy caviar looks like, like a Southwestern salad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Black-eyed peas, there's beans, there's corn. Nothing about bull's testicles? No. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I don't know. game up. Sounds crazy to me, but what's more crazier is what's in the asylum today. Let's take a peek in the asylum from Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. The people of Walmart are a special type of people. If you haven't checked out their website, you don't know what you're missing. This week, a Texas woman was driving an electric cart with a Pringles can while weaving throughout the store for a few hours when officers were called to the scene. When the officers arrived, they pulled the woman over and they looked inside her can, giggity, and discovered (laughs) it was full of wine. The woman has been banned from the store and it turns out the cure for the fever for the flavor of a Pringle is taking some wine in the can and that's not only insane, it's a silo. Hey, speaking of um, Pringles, (laughs) Ed Sullivan, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a Super Bowl commercial. That is. Yeah. So Pringles has a big Super Bowl commercial mm-hmm. coming up, and the thing is that you mixed, you mix different. Uh, they they're chips. calling it stacking, right? Yes. So you might get two or even three flavors and stack the different flavors, eat them and together, try the combination. So now you you're blending Pringles. So you yeah. take like two. Barbecue with a plain one, and you make like a Pringle Oreo. Sure, you, you could. could. You, you know could what I take think? Three different ones. You know what I think would be great is if you took your Pringles and you put them in a food processor and made flour, added some hot water, and now you have instant mashed potatoes. Or just take your Pringles and throw them in the trash. You don't like a Pringle? <sighs> I like them. In it's a not pinch, real. I'd have to. You know, it's, it's not just, real potatoes. Yeah. They need it, doesn't, to, it doesn't matter. It tastes good. 
They make they need to make the two bigger because I'm tired of getting my fist caught in the can. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> you got to shake them uh, out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. But yeah. So I, I don't know the different flavors of Pringles, but there must be like a sour cream and onion. There's there's a lot of them because uh, in the commercial, I think it gets pointed out that there's 318,000 combinations you can create of stackers. So what? Just two? doing some quick math. That's like 32 flavors. 32 factorial. Yeah. Yeah. So you mix the... Don't the, take that one to the bank. <laughs> you mix the ranch with the... Um, buffalo chicken. And, yeah. And buffalo what, chicken ranch. Yeah. Would it end up tasting good? I think this has to be attempted and tried. It's going to be a big thing starting tomorrow that people are going to start doing this. Not I mean, think it's very smart on, on the it's good. sake of, yeah, uh, it's of good marketing. Money. They're willing to invest $5.5 million just to tell you about it. And we gave them the, the plug for nothing because that's how we are. How about the Pringles? And it's interesting that you, you pick Pringles mm. out there. All right, let's go to a prediction. A prediction of the game tomorrow. Uh, what do we, let's start with Barry because he knows more about it than all of us. I'm actually thinking it's not even going to be a close game, and it's going to be 42-17 Patriots. 42-17 Pats. And I predict Goff throws three interceptions. The that Rams quarterback. That doesn't matter, but what matters is your prediction of the winner and the the uh, the game. So I'm going to go next, and it's going to be 24 to 20, and it's going to be the Pats, and that's Dave. We'll see how that goes. I'm going 31-3, Pats. Oh my god! And I just found out who they're playing, and I have no idea about anything about football except Obviously. I think Tom Brady's the quarterback of the New England Patriots. He is. Okay. I heard you would like to get under center. <sighs> okay, Ed. 37 to 31, Patriots. All right, everybody picked the Patriots because we're home team guys, but you really think the Patriots? You said it. Sure. But, yeah? Sure. I mean, it's not going to be easy to watch. They never are. No. You know, and as we get to our age, it could be heart attack time. Yeah. It was the last game, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That was unbelievable how, how that played out. Um, so that is the predictions there. We'll see who uh, does it. And all we need here is bragging rights. People were saying to me at the meatball, uh, is there money involved here? I says, there's no wagering allowed. But... Um, is it just for bragging rights? I said, it's everything to us. <laughs> everything. Everything. And to poor Mr. Jonathan coming in fifth place on his birthday. Don't worry. I got a, I got a rubber match next year. No, no, you don't. I do. No, you do not. It's my party. And no. And, and I don't I'll, care. I'll I make meatballs if I want to. I didn't care if I won or not. I only got in this just to take enough votes from Jonathan so he wouldn't win. I, think I was like the independent politician. You took him away from me, though. Yeah, I, my only regret yeah, is I wish I had taken it seriously enough to vote for myself, and then I could have tied for <laughs> he second He doesn't place. care about what his meatballs tasted like. He only just cares that he voted. The meatball was good. You didn't even try it yourself. No. It was good. They were all good. They were all good. All right. They but were I, all good. My goal was not to poison anyone. Were you the natural toothpick? Yes, I was. My brother voted for yours. <laughs> ah, I knew I liked your brother better so than you. <laughs> he didn't even vote for yours. I have my my answer in order, but you won't like to see it, so I won't show it to you. It'll bother you. Was mine last? Yeah. Dick. <laughs> it was. Again, they were all good. 
They were all good. Blah, but blah, blah. I mean, did 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 you put down a list of what your favorite? You picked your, your own for first, but did you have a second favorite? No. You didn't bother them with anything. It's all about you. Correct. I did like them all. I liked. I, I paid attention to Barry's because I wanted to know what his meatball had going on. So how did you know it was his? Uh, I found out afterward. Okay. So I just kept a mental note, the one I liked the least, hoping and praying <laughs> it was Barry's, and it turned out it was. It was the natural toothpick. It was the least. Correct. You liked it the least. Uh, he he just saying that. And I'm not saying no. They, listen, they, they, all the meatballs were good. I'm not saying that Barry made a bad meatball. I'm just saying it's the one I like the least. All right, let's get to the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You just have no taste. Oh, it's all the way on there. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under three dollars per cigar you like that baby let him know where i came from yeah choose any blend including the classic connecticut for its mild and smooth taste the classic maduro for its bold and spicy flavor or the classic cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones that's undertones you idiot whichever classic you choose it's a classic cigar available at twoguyscigars.com that's twoguyscigars.com celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, today is February 2nd, and uh, who's our champion here? I don't remember. I think it's Ed Sullivan. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? So let's see if uh, Mr. Jonathan comes in last place again. <laughs> Ed Sullivan. I have six questions and one tiebreaker. Frank Sinatra's singing debut happened today in Indianapolis with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. Today, February 2nd, what year? 1931. 31, he says. 1942. 42. 45. 45. Ed Sullivan, they're all over. You said 1931. It's 1940. You get a point. And it's on to Mr. Jonathan. Farrah Fawcett was one of the original cast of TV crime drama Charlie's Angels, along with Jacqueline Smith and Katie Jackson. She's the poster girl, the late, great Farrah Fawcett, born today. What year? 1941. 41. During the time that he's explaining who Farrah Fawcett is, Barry, that's when you're supposed to be doing your math computation. It's 1946. 46. I had 1943. 43. Barry Stein will take it at 46. It's 47. That's one point for Ed, one point for Barry. Oh, let me guess. Am I in last place? You're in last place so far. I'm the most comfortable. You should be used to it. It's the big comeback, like the the Tom Brady. I'll give you a comeback. All right, this goes to Barry. The day the music died, Buddy Holly's last performance was today, and that was it. What year? 67. 67. 1958. 58. 1956, and that's not fair. Ed Sullivan was in college during that time. That's why he nailed it. He said 58, it's 59, but the Uh, point goes to Ed Sullivan. I was going to do that, and then I got worried. Okay. (laughs) It goes back to Ed Sullivan. Died today, John Ritchie. Any idea who he is? John Ritter? Lionel Ritchie's dad? No, Sid Vicious. Ah. English musician and bassist for the Sex Pistols. Died of a heroin overdose today at the age of 21. 
But what year did he? What year did he die? Uh, 1978. 78, he says. Uh, 1986. 86. 81. 81. Ed Sullivan. 78, you said. It's 79. He's playing it safe, but he's chopping up these points. And there's three to one to zero. Two questions I'm left. going two points on the next two. Who's right next? Now. You. It's me. Philip Seymour Hoffman. American actor, Capote, Moneyball, The Big Lebowski died of suspended drug overdose. Suspected. Suspected. I get a point for that. Okay, overdose at the uh, uh, at the age of 46 today. He died today. What year? What year did he die? 2001. 2001. 2009. 2009. I had 2011. 2011 for the point, Ed Sullivan. Damn it. It's 2014. Oh, this is going to be hard to beat, Mr. Jonathan. You got four to one to zero. I'm writing my answer down right now. One question left. That's it. My answer's already written down. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You're throwing it, but don't throw it like that. I'm taking this one. It's over to Barry. The New England Patriots are expected to win the Son Vince Lombardi Trophy by winning the Super Bowl again tomorrow. Today, Vince Lombardi signed a five-year contract to coach the Green Bay Packers. What year was that? Vince Lombardi signed a five-year contract to coach the Green Bay Packers today. What year? 1964. I might actually have this. 64. 1951. 51. 1901. Because they're both over. They are not both over, and it's 1959, so that goes to Ed Sullivan for five points. The win, Ed Sullivan comes in first this time. Barry comes in second, and Mr. Jonathan, as usual, comes in last. You talk the game. You don't walk the walk, buddy. You got to turn <laughs> things around. Today's the day to, no. to accept it. It's I'm not, not accepting anything. Around. You and I are doing a meatball competition this week. What day I'm, would you like to do I'm it? I'm kicking your ass at your own game. Just me against you. I beat you before. I'll beat you again. Doesn't, I'll just keep beating you. Doesn't Romacraft make a cigar called Humility? <laughs> they should, but I don't think yeah, so. Do EC, they? intemperance, EC, humility. Yeah. Humility. Let's buy Jonathan one of those. Well, the loser in the meatball competition, me and we'll have the other person, we'll have to buy the other person humility. Ah. <laughs> How about that? Luckily, I like that cigar, so I'll enjoy smoking it in your face. So look at Barry, 42 points for the Pats. He says a high-scoring game, and Mr. Jonathan says low-scoring game. The over-under, I think, is at 57. I don't know what that means. It's the amount of points that are going to be scored combined, and then you bet over or under. Well, and me and Mr. Jonathan have the under, and you and Ed have the over. The odds makers are usually remarkably good. Yep, it's usually coming right around that number. Really close. This will be the time that the Rams only score three and points. I'm not saying it's like pro wrestling and they know ahead They're of time. They're going to get three extra points three in a row. What do you smoke during the game? Do you smoke during the game? Yep, I have a, a cigar that I won't light up unless I see the victories there. I'll have an Atabay with me. While they're ahead, you're going to do like the uh, Red Owl back, and when it looks like they got the game won, you light it up? Well, it has to be significant. Like, he, if it's just by a touchdown, no. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, let's take that Miami game. Yeah. <laughs> you you would have lit that cigar for sure. Yeah, nobody expected that to happen and, and wound up losing. You know, they lost five games in a row on the road. Yeah. And then they went into Kansas City and they won. I'm going to turn the heat up in my house to 84 degrees. <laughs> I'm going to crack the slider. I'm going to set a little Ooh, bit of uh, pressure in the house, positive pressure in the window across from me in the kitchen. And I'm going to sit by the slider, not watch football, and smoke a Byron that Ed Sullivan bought me for my birthday. You'll he, watch the game. He keeps, it's hard not to watch he it. He keeps saying slider, which makes me hungry. Mm. Ooh, I might sliders, make sliders in my yeah. new sous vide. Sous vide. Did we talk about that yet? We have not. If you don't know what a sous vide is, it's boiling. It's not boiling. Meat. It's a it's a it's a stick that sits inside a pan of water and it heats the water to a specific temperature within a degree. Immersion In, cooking. Correct. In most cases, no it's stove a half necessary. A so I made Dave some steaks this week, cooked in the sous vide, and he likes his medium plus. Ed Sullivan and I like ours rare, so I cooked. The meat to about 25 degrees. I put Dave's. 25 degrees. 125, sorry. <laughs> I put Dave's on the skillet, got his going out of the sous vide. I left Ed Sullivan's and mine in there. And then. So you put it in a skillet just to. To brown, brown it. it. Correct. And in your case, to bring the temperature up. So then I flipped Dave's after about five minutes. I pulled Dave's, uh, Ed Sullivan's and mine out. Boom, put them on. A minute, flip them. A minute, take them off. They're resting. Yours is still cooking. And I take yours off two minutes later. Yours is resting. I slice his and mine. How good was the steak? Perfect. <coughs> Nailed it. Yeah. And do you put spices inside the bag? Oh, of course. Yeah, you season the steak like you're going to grill it. Salt, pepper. He liked it so much, he bought a second one. For home. How much does one of these things cost? Uh, 80 bucks of the coupon. Yeah. It's no big deal. It was good. It's where it's at. You wouldn't think, and, and you're telling me restaurants now are using this Correct. Because, but think about it. They're going to sell 50 steaks in a night. A high-end steakhouse, they're going to sell at least 50. So they put 50 steaks in the water bath in a vacuum-sealed packet, and they pull that up to food-safe temperature, maybe 130, and then someone says, I want a rare steak. Boom, they pull it out. They sear it for 30 seconds on a side. Boom, you got a rare steak. You need a little longer. You go two minutes. You're up to medium rare, and so on and well, so forth. Since we're If you're at a steakhouse and you're going more than medium rare, you shouldn't be going to a steakhouse to begin with, but... Since we're smoking this cigar, it begs the question, how does uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney feel about this cooking method? Ah, don't care. <laughs> wow. But he's the real Mr. Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan. He is. He's not. He, he is he's when it comes to steaks. He's, he's the meat man. He's into dry aging. I mean, it'd be expensive, it's a thing. but in a steak competition, my money would be on Mr. Jonathan Carney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None of us have had his steak. He eats steak. I don't know if he cooks it. All uh, of he, us he have had cooks. mine. He's part of the BOTL culinary team. BOTL. Brother of the Leaf culinary team. Really? All right. Mm. Carney, if you would like uh, next time you're up to have a little steak cook-off. Oh, he's you know, throwing got, down the gauntlet. I'll bring my sous vide. We have a grill in Nashua. He has shown up with enough steaks for the people in Nashua. And to date, in New Hampshire, it's the best steak I ever had. And he cooked it? He cooked it. Really? It, everything. It was phenomenal. All right. Yeah, we eat at this place. We could, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. I was thin when I started. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. That's you know, not true, folks. I, I think tomorrow I've decided what I really want is I'll make some 
queso with chorizo and get those scoop chips, I think that'll that'll do the trick for me. What kind of cheese are you going to use? Like a Gruyere that's good melting? Or are you going to go Velveeta and cheat? I have not completely decided on that yet. There'll be some uh, Jack and Cheddar in there, but... Is anybody going to have meatballs? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've had enough, have enough meatballs for this week? I did make... I made a um, Frankenstein sauce out of everybody's sauce that was left over from the meatballs heating. So at some point this week, we're having Frankenstein ah. sauce and pasta. Yeah. Now, while I didn't taste the meatball i tasted the sauce and the rule was except for mr jonathan who doesn't acknowledge the rules we weren't bathing it in sauce Correct. so i had a lot of extra sauce so yesterday i made some hot italian sausage used that leftover sauce some pecorino romano on it delicious delicious beautiful bring All some right. meatballs monday buddy Let's do Monday? This. Monday. <laughs> no, it means I got to cook on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not doing that. Let's say Tuesday. Was Fine. All right. That's it for us. Uh, next week, did we get our predictions right? Who got them the most wrong? Mr. John will explain why. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what else? Um, we're going to go back in time. Uh, look at some underpriced cigars and what cigars and other items cost in 1994 and see... Should you have bought a whole bunch of cigars? Is that was the, that the best thing you could have invested money in? Invest in cigars. Maybe. I'm going to tell you that next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And let's say, hypothetically speaking, you came in last place in both a meatball competition and this day in classic history. You still should keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.